Welcome back to another episode of The Conscious Artist, a safe space for conversations around mental health awareness for musicians, artists, and all human beings. I am your host, Pallavi Mahidara. I'm a concert pianist and teacher, and I am absolutely thrilled that you are joining us today. My hope for this show is that it will give all of us a sense of solidarity and knowledge that we are not alone, and together, through these conversations, we can create more awareness and change for a healthier future. Today's episode features a talented clarinetist, first prize winner of the 2018 Geneva International Music Competition. His purpose is to discover classical music by taking risks and reaching the limits of possibilities with his instrument. His musical achievements are endless, but I saw something on his website that struck a chord with me. He says, music lets us forget the bad things and gives us the opportunity to become better human beings. I couldn't agree more with this, particularly because of what has happened recently for him in his life. I want to give space for him to share his story and raise more awareness, so please join me in welcoming Kevin Spagnolo to The Conscious Artist. Kevin, I'm so grateful that you are here today with us. Hello, thank you for inviting me. It's my pleasure. Today's topic is a little bit heavy and a little scary. The word cancer creates an immediate fear response in most people. I think there isn't a single person on this planet that has not directly or indirectly known or lost someone with cancer. And most of the time when we think of cancer, we think of it claiming those perhaps a bit more along in their lives. But the scary truth is that cancer can show up unexpectedly at any age, any time. I want to thank you so much for being here and being willing to share your story. I know that it will give courage and solace to others, and it is so important to raise awareness. So thank you for allowing me to play a small role in sharing your story. If you feel comfortable, would you mind starting from the beginning of this chapter and sharing with us when you found out? Yes, of course. Yeah, I try to uh, relieve the experience. I like to re-put myself in the past and uh, talk about it as, as it would be like now so that I am more conscious about what happened because sometimes I forget because now it has passed and it's important to remember and to rethink what I learned from this experience. If there was something I learned, I don't know yet. I think I will know maybe a bit better in the future. Yeah, so everything started with this uh, lump that I had on the neck. And uh, that was after I had uh, COVID in uh, the beginning of 2022. And so I, I thought it was, it was it, but it didn't go away. So I started to examine it from uh, February of uh, the same year. And then I was suggested to have a closer look on this case because uh, usually uh, problems with lymph nodes, they would disappear in, in one month or two maximum. And it was not the case uh, because it was becoming bigger and bigger. So um, then I finally decided to do an echography uh, some months later and they suggested to me to take a small portion of the tissue uh, through a biopsy. I did this biopsy and then they discovered that it was a lymphoma, a Hodgkin lymphoma. And I was thinking all the time that it was something caused by COVID. So, so this, when I discovered it, it was in June, so it was six months before uh, the first symptom. And 
Yeah, so I was not suspecting. I was reading a little bit. Everybody is doing. I was googling that in internet uh, about the symptom about this huge lump, and there were some pages that were referring about cancer. But I was looking in other pages because I I was not thinking that it could be the case as I as I am so young and why should it happen now and mm-hmm. so I was sort of not accepting the this thing. And then I was in the car with my father going to the airport to travel for some concerts. And I received this call. They said, look, you have this cancer, but you don't have to be too much scared. It will be maybe a bad period, but it will pass and it will be cured. It's one of the most curable cancers that exist. And uh, yeah, I was shocked. My heart stopped in that moment. So that's how I discovered I I can't even imagine. I mean, I that it's like whenever we hear some sort of bad news, when our body goes into shock and like you're saying, like your heart stops, like our whole body freezes. Yeah. I mean, it must have been terrifying to experience this. Were you able to hear the doctor when when they were saying that this is curable, or were you just kind of stuck at the cancer part? Yeah, it's, yeah, I stopped at the cancer part. Yeah, because. Um, I understood that it was curable, but I was so much shocked and had so much fear. Also because of, yeah, a little bit of the ignorance. I mean, because I was not knowing what does that mean? What is that? What I mean, the the fear of the unknown. And also my father was there, so he was seeing my face. And he also kind of freeze, but he was driving. And yeah, he was like, no! Like this, like <laughs> when I told him, oh of gosh. course, I told him, yeah, so father, I, I have cancer. And he was like, no, it can't be possible. What? I mean, it was also freezing. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, now that you are, are telling me, I had to recall again to the doctor. He also told me, you can call me anytime. And it was one minute after because I didn't understand <laughs> quite enough about the thing because right. he started to talk and talk and talk, blah, blah, blah. You have to dis- do this and maybe cameo and then that. But first we have to, to check and do some checks. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I can't even imagine. I mean, this what you say about the fear of the unknown I mean, we all we all experience this at some point, whether it's when we were younger and applying for schools or we apply for a competition or something like this, and we don't know what's going to happen, right? And we're anxious and we're fearful for the unknown. But this is like fear of the unknown to the maximum, to the extreme, because you don't know what's going to happen with your own life. And you can't control it. Like You, you can't control it. I mean, you can go to a competition and then you can just say, look, I will not uh, play today. I go home and stay at the hotel. <laughs> and there you can, there is no way to to do that because you are in the middle of it if you want it or not. It, it's it's a force from uh, out space. Like that is crazy. Right. And I suppose that with these kind of events, with these kind of big life changes, I mean, I've said this before on my podcast and I'll repeat it again, you know, no one gets a free pass in life. We all have to deal with something difficult at some point in our lives. And whether it's, you know, cancer or divorce or heartbreak or anxiety or depression or illness or grief or anything, right? Like we all experience this, whether it's within ourselves or because we lose a loved one or or something like this. In a way, it doesn't even really matter what it is. 
that we're experiencing, but it's more important how we deal with it. And I was not aware of what was happening. I mean, you and I have met several years ago, no? Uh, back in 2000, maybe 17, 18, something like this. Yeah, uh, six. Five. 16, yeah. 2000? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, five or six years ago, yeah. And I mean, I followed you on, on Instagram and, you know, we've kept in touch in that way, but we haven't really been in touch these years. And I remember when I saw your your post about your cancer, I mean, I couldn't even believe it because one, you're so young. And of course, like I said before, we don't think about that happening at, at such a young age. But two, I was so blown away by your attitude and your positivity. I could feel your joy and your ability to find the best in all of this situation, to find the light in this situation. I could feel that radiating through your post, through a screen. And I would love for you to share with us, like, what has this given you? Because of course, it's a big loss. It's a, it's a loss of control. It's a loss of the life that you were expecting to have in a way. And, and, you know, thank goodness that yours was curable. And I hope that it remains forever out of your system. Mm -hmm. But like big life changes affect our entire outlook on life and, and the superfluous things, the unimportant things kind of fade away and we realize what's truly important. So I'm curious to know, have you experienced that and what has that been like? Yeah, it's it's crazy because now that I think about it, I have maybe no, maybe not bigger, but but a huge emotional impact by thinking about what I lived in the past than in the actual more than the in the actual moment when I was living it because it, I was more in a survival mode in some right. way. So I was right. doing my stuff, what I had to do, uh, what I should do. I I did my therapy, of course, as well. I mean, a uh, psychotherapy. Uh, not only the physical therapy and uh, and I tried to work on me and to do my stuff I thought it was like a mission something that I had to get over and I was uh, trying to be in contact with the emotions but now it's like yeah I'm thinking about what happened and I have almost uh, a little bit pity myself of the past that was maybe not having the best days sometimes so in the moment i was very positive but it was not always like this i mean it was just a surface so i think i believe i have a very strong uh, survival i mean I, I think it's for everybody like this or, or the most of us because when we are in these moments we we have to filtrate what is important, what is not important for us in order to survive. But I can feel that I had this strong sense of survival mm -hmm. mode. Also mentally, because I tried to compensate and to really enjoy the moment when I was uh, well, because I knew that it was not going to be all the time like this. It's also crazy. And the fact that I knew exactly what would happen in the next week when I would be in therapy and then I would start to feel sick and then maybe I would throw up. I would feel weak for a couple of days and then I would be starting again to be good. And then it would be like a, a cycle, like a two-week cycle. Mm. So I knew exactly what would happen. That's why it was really... So this survival instinct got really... A big in this uh, moment. I understand and I I relate a lot. I think when we go through something huge in our lives that forever changes our outlook, in that moment, 
it is all about survival mode. And it's actually really interesting that you used the word pity, that you look back now and feel a little bit of pity for your past self, which from the outside, like I would tell you, but no, that's crazy. Like this was not your fault. You were experiencing something that was completely out of control. But actually, I 100% understand what you mean by that and how you feel because I feel the same. And I look back at my past self a little bit with pity. And I, and I feel like sometimes maybe that's, it's pity because I wish that I could give my past self the knowledge and the strength and awareness that I have today. And it's like my past self was kind of just trying not to drown, basically. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, and also this drown similarity. I mean, yeah, like when you're in a sea and you're trying to get air from outside the sea, but but there are waves and and you can't think about anything else. You can think, oh my god, I'm in this situation. Why? Oh no, no, you can't because if not, you 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 die. It's it's really survival. Yeah, you have really to to act in the moment, and it's crazy this it's almost animalistic instinct yeah it brings us back to our primitive state yeah in a way that can happen i mean physically but also mentally or something happens or you have to deal with yeah as you said the loss or problem or whatever this is activated in that moment absolutely yeah absolutely it's a crazy wild thing but at the same time and, and i'm curious to know how you feel because in your situation it's kind of something that is completely different from any other hard life event. And anyone who's not experienced it, including myself, cannot truly understand what it's like to have experienced it, right? But I'm curious to know, how has it affected you going through this whole journey and coming to where you are today? Like what I was saying before, my point was that what I went through, which was not cancer, it was something totally different, but what I went through, I would not change anything because it made me the person I am today. And I feel that I needed to go through that experience in order to gain all of the knowledge and awareness, and most importantly, like gain an understanding of myself that I honestly did not have before. I feel like I didn't know who I was, but I would never wish cancer on anyone, you know? Like it's such a painful experience and most people are not lucky enough to survive it. Yeah coming out on the other side, actually having been able to have a cure, do you feel in a way like it's kind of a second chance at life? Yes, in some way, yes. But I also have all the time the fear that I forget what I learned because with psychotherapy, I learned that there were some things that maybe I was not letting myself, you say, satisfy my primary needs. I was sometimes thinking about what would others think? What would others feel? Welcome to the club. Yay! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, maybe we have this thing in common. I think most people do. Yeah, okay. I think pretty much every every person listening to this probably has experienced that at some point in their lives. <laughs> it's a big club. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's such a common thing though, but that also comes from society sort of telling us how we should be. And, yeah. you know, in the musical world that yeah. we should have this kind of career and we should be this kind of musician. And in, you know, the rest of the world, like we need to be this kind of human and live this way in society. And I mean, I definitely know that I spent the first, you know, 32, 33 years of my life until a couple of years ago, living for everyone else and trying to be the person that I thought I was supposed to be by what society and my family and my friends and the networks that I was within, like ev what everyone else was saying or indicating, or maybe I was even assuming that that's what they wanted from me. And it's only now today, after going through the shit that I went through, <laughs> actually being able to say, hey, what is it that I want? Who do I want to be? Who would I like to be? Who do I see myself as? What would I like to become? How would I like to grow? What aligns with me? What do I feel aligns with my values? What do I feel connected with? What makes me feel in synchronicity with myself? Right? These are these are questions that I had never ever asked myself in my life before because I was completely unaware. Yeah, I understand that completely. And I also started at, at this point, I mean, um, doing meditation, thinking deeper, who am I? <laughs> what <laughs> what am I doing here and why was I doing that kind of life before? What do I really want? What do I really want? That's the, the most important question that I should maybe ask myself more often. That's why I was saying, yeah, maybe now that I'm returning again to the real life, I'm working, playing and doing what I was doing before. I have the fear that I forget about these uh, little things that I may have learned during the period and uh, when I was feeling bad. But actually, no, because, yeah, I'm remembering now with you. So, yeah, I remember. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, but yeah. I mean, I, I understand what you mean by that. And I think perhaps in situations where we might be triggered by something and it kind of takes us back to a past experience or a past time in our lives where we are reacting in a similar way and we think, well, come on, I've, I've worked through this. I've healed through this. Like I've learned my lessons. Why is this coming back? And it's really just another level and another layer. And I, I think about this too, you know, that I don't want to make the same mistakes that I used to in the past, but it's not possible for us to forget. And it's not possible for us to make the same mistakes because we are not the same person that we were. Yeah. A couple years ago and that's the biggest difference so it can never be the same it will never be the same yeah it's true in a positive way you know yeah maybe it's more than not to be the same but to to i'm recognizing some patterns like maybe for example the problem of before was that i was putting maybe concerts and stuff that i was doing and travels and going to visit a person or everything i was putting everything in front of me and and i was not thinking about what should i do now to feel really better and right. i was thinking all the time yeah that's what is making me feel better but it was not in, I mean, if I would think about it more deeply and I wasn't, I would think, yeah, I, I need to focus on myself and uh, maybe relax, take some days off and, and just uh, be in the moment and enjoy some time with myself. 
I was not prioritizing myself uh, enough. And so when I when I recognize the pattern now, I'm then scared that oh, uh, that's what I was doing also before, because yeah, my psychotherapist was comparing the tumor with a problem that you can see, for example, in a washing machine that there is. It's not working, the washing machine. So the washing machine mm. is the body, but it's not that it's something from outside. There is a problem that is already inside mm. and that you need to fix. The, so the filter, the filter of the washing machine is not working, mm. of course, because it was used so much and then at some point it broke. And uh, now you have to, to fix it again in order to be fully functional again. And I like this comparison because I was not feeling that I was in power because, I mean, yeah, the, the cancer was not something that I could control, but I could maybe make it better myself with uh, respecting myself better and more. And, and I don't know, when I was thinking like this, I was feeling that everything would be better afterwards because of that and it was actually working it was like a kind of uh, psychological trick but maybe i don't know if it is an actual thing our mind is so incredibly powerful and that's why they say like psychologists say my therapist says the same thing like be mindful with your words especially towards yourself right because the thoughts that we have we internalize them and if we speak negatively to ourselves or if we have negative thoughts all the time, that sinks into, we start to feel that and we start to create emotions based on our thoughts, which may or may not be reality, by the way, you know, but it's it's in our head. If it's positive, just even giving ourselves positive affirmations, like we are the master of ourselves, for example, like I am the master of myself, meaning that I don't give anyone else power over me. I know my worth. I know my value. I know what aligns with me. I know what's best for me. I trust other sources of advice and suggestions from people that have proven themselves to be trustworthy, like family, like friends, like teachers, therapists like this. But at the end of the day, no one else knows me better than I know myself. Mm. And so I need to be the master of myself, right? So something like this. But if we go with negative thoughts and we talk about this, you know, we've all had these conversations with going on stage, right? How we feel going on stage and talking about having negative thoughts or, oh, I don't know if I'm, you know, I might have a memory slip here or I don't feel prepared. This is not going to go well, right? When we start to have these kind of thoughts and we allow them to take control of us, that's when it becomes a really negative result. And so, yes, I agree with you. Thoughts are very, very powerful. And we can use that to help put ourselves in a better psychological state, which actually physically affects our body and our health and the way we feel, right? Yeah, sometimes it's also good to say to yourself, I mean, if you recognize that you're feeling good before a concert, for example, oh, I feel in shape today. I'm I'm good instead of, <laughs> mm, I don't know, hopefully. Yeah, I, I have a friend who is doing that um, many times. Like he says, oh, today I'm playing like a god. And then he plays and... <laughs> And then he, he plays very good, actually. And <laughs> and I'm like, wow, that's a great trick. <laughs> to say. Yeah, but in therapy, something similar happened because I had this fixation with the Rubik's Cube that I wanted to learn. 
in a very short time. So I, I, I watched the video and I, I was imitating that. And I was doing that in the day that I had chemo. So I was feeling very bad. And I was thinking, doing the Rubik's Cube. And the moment that I will solve it for the first time without the help of the video, by myself, remembering what are the patterns, then my symptoms will go away. Wow. And I was doing that and it's, yeah, after a couple of hours, I figured it out. And then suddenly the symptoms were not that bad and I, I was able to sleep. And when I woke up, I was, I was kind of good. Then it came back, of course, a little bit. But still, I mean, it was crazy that I was so focused on that. And I was doing this association with the symptoms and the unsolved Rubik's Cube. And then when I I solved, my symptoms disappeared. It was crazy. This is amazing. But it's, again, a reminder of how powerful our brains are and our thoughts are and how, how much power we have within ourselves. And I think that's very important to remember. As I said, you know, we all go through something at some point in our lives. And to remember that we have that power and that strength within us to do what we have to do and to fight through the difficulties and to come out on the other side. And it's not easy and it's terrifying. And, you know, we feel sometimes like the only person in the world that's experiencing that in that moment, you know? And I thank you for being willing to talk about your story because I know that sharing with others and realizing that there are others that have gone through something similar or are going through the same thing or relate to something that you and I or anyone has experienced is so powerful and brings so much community and in a way healing as well. It's healing to share and find that community with others that have shared experiences. So thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing with us. Thank you for sharing your light with us. And I'm so thankful to hear and to know that you are healthy and doing well now. And I will keep you and that in my prayers. Oh, thank you. And and I will also keep on mind what you said about, yeah, this influencing yourself with what you're saying about yourself. Yeah, I, I, I really like this. It was nice to speak with you. Thank you all so much for listening. I am truly grateful for the support from each and every one of you. If you would like to submit any questions or topics for us to address on the show, you can send us a message on our Instagram page, at Conscious Artist Podcast. Help us to spread more awareness by sharing this episode with your friends, your colleagues, your teachers, and your students. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Sending you all so much love and strength to tackle this week. And we'll see you next Monday for another episode of The Conscious Artist. Conscious Artist.